do you see a law right now that is that says specifically that this race or this color people can be discriminated against or race or that says racism is okay here Welcome to Reformed Dads, where all things are for dads, through dads, and to dads, as well as the aspiring husband and father. I'm your man, Dusty Marshall. I'm a Christian husband, father, hip-hop artist, and co-founder of Irregular for Christ Ministries. To my right, as always, Andrew High School T. Songkrans. <laughs> Rocking the blue today. Rocking the blue. And to my left is Norm, the, evan the evangelical Dunham. Amen. Am I saying that correctly? The evangelical norm. Evangelical norm. Right. I love that. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're excited about this week's episode. We're going to be getting into that soon. But I just want to ask you guys right now, if you would like to see full episodes, make sure you go to patreon.com slash reformdads. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. We appreciate any comments you might have on the show. And uh, all, to all of our Patreons, we appreciate you. And we got one of them to our left right, right here very right special here. man yes so guys how's your week going it's going good dude it's uh it's been a busy week it's been a fruitful week and uh just trying to glorify the lord in it and I'm excited for next week i know norm's had a pretty wild had week crazy this week. tell yeah. us bro tell us a couple days of work and then time off vacation man so drove down from uh left thursday morning from home drove to bryce canyon and then the rest of the way into Page, spent the night in Page, went and rode some ATVs um, Friday morning and uh, did a cool tour and checked out all the amazing stuff, Grand Canyon stuff, and then drove on up here, uh, stopped in Flagstaff for dinner, drove the rest of the way into Phoenix, and then yesterday got to go out to do some abortion mill ministry with Apologia mm. out in Tempe at the Planned Parenthood and got to preach. So that was really cool, and then went to a water park last night. And wow, wow. So yeah, just it's been a bunch of stuff just all slammed together. I get to do church twice today, so I went to Grace Bible Church this morning, um, and then went and got Menchie's, and then here I am with you guys, and then get to go hang out with Apologia, and yeah. I don't know yeah. who's, who's preaching, but I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, it doesn't matter yeah, who's preaching at Apologia, right? You get, yeah. I mean, Luke, James, Jeff. Or Zach, well, Zach's out of town, so we know yeah. it's not him. But yeah. whoever's up there, yeah. I just amazingly good. get to glorify God a lot today and get to soak in his word for, you know, a lot of stuff. So today's been cool, and then tomorrow we're driving to Vegas, and then Tuesday we're driving home. Wow. You're going to pass so, out when you go. <laughs> I know. That, that's why you're the I'm tan done. evangelical. Uh, right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like bright red over here, and it's you haven't embarrassed me. It's just sunny. <laughs> so... Right on, man. Well, we're glad to have you in town, and uh, we're glad to have you on the show. And uh, we want to get into a section of our show that we like to call Best and Worst. So Best and Worst is we like to hear about your best moment as a dad, and then we'd like to hear about your worst moment as a dad. So you have okay. something you'd like to share with us? 
You know what? I, I sat and thought and thought and thought about, because I've watched the show, so I knew this question was coming. I don't know that I have a best moment as a dad yet. She's three. Okay. So, I mean, I'm like, the best moment in, in her eyes as a dad is when I got her a teddy bear out of a claw machine. Mm-hmm. And and I actually I have the picture of it on my watch. The way ah, that I, okay. I, I was like a hero in her eyes that day. So, but wow. I mean, but I mean, definitely worst moment as a dad uh, is not hard to come by. So, I don't know, a year ago, whenever the movie Unplanned came out, mm-hmm. um, we went to see the movie, and Opal was only two at the time, and I knew there was going to be a rough scene in the movie, mm-hmm. that we had heard about it and stuff like that, so I didn't realize it was going to be in the first four minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. So I thought I would have some time to prepare and maybe get Opal out of the room, and so... I don't know if you've seen the movie, not seen the movie, spoiler alert, there's a scene where Abby Johnson is supposed to be going in to, to assist with an abortion, and they show the screens and basically all the stuff that are going on, and there there's an ultrasound of a baby, and then suddenly it's gone. And so I'm trying to cover Opal up, as I'm realizing this is the scene of the movie, and then, you know, the music is, is playing into it, and so there's like this big boom when the... The, the ultrasound screen goes nothing. And here my two-year-old daughter just starts screaming, where'd the baby go? Where'd the baby go? Uh, and my wife is picking her up, carrying her out of this room, out of the theater, and Opal just all the way out. Where'd the baby go? Where'd the baby? And I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm bawling. She's bawling. Everybody. And I'm like, okay, this was probably not the movie to take my daughter, two-year-old, to. So literally, I mean, the, the I, I don't know, a couple days later, I don't know what day we went, but when I got to church the following Sunday, I actually went to the elders and went, I don't know if this is something I need to repent for, I, 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 but it, this was horrifying to me. Yeah. Um, but then I also look at it as like, if there was a pro-choice person in that room at that moment, mm-hmm. there, that's, a, that's a scene that they'll never get out of their mind. This two-year-old understanding that there is something wrong with what is happening on that screen yeah. and, uh, and, and, and and expressing it the way that many of us probably should yeah. and not enough of us do. But I, I look at that as like, that's probably my most mortifying moment as a dad. Hmm. And it's amazing how you don't have to be 30 years old, 20 years old to realize that an injustice and evil is going on. You can be two and three. Two years old and you know there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Because wow. it's in us, right? Yeah. It's it's the image of God in us. And yeah, I bet. So does she bring that up? Um, once in a while, she'll yeah. still ask about it. Um, like yesterday when I went out to do the abortion ministry stuff and she was asking me, about, Daddy, why do you have to go save babies? Why do you have to save... Well, there are people out there, honey, that want to kill babies. Oh, like the, the, the doctor on that, that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like that. That, that baby that, that disappeared in the movie. Yeah. And, you know, for days afterwards, and, and she does still once in a while bring it up, not as often, but, like, for days, she would ask me, Daddy, why did that doctor do that to that baby? Why did the doctor do that to that baby? Yeah. And, uh, and we just have to say, honey, that's evil. It's that's because evil. there's evil in the world, and, and yeah. men's hearts are evil, and we need to call them to repent. And yes. So Haters of God love death. Yep. Amen. Well, um, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, that will segue into our next session that we like to call Rapid Five. Rapid Five. Rapid Five questions. I'm going to ask you five questions. Off the cusp, just give me your, your gut answer. All right. Follow your heart. <laughs> <laughs> right. There we go. All right. If you were a superhero, 
what would your superpower be? Well, I have a superpower, okay. and I will tell you what my superpower is, and everybody at Refuge Church in, in Ogden, Utah will tell you, my superpower is predicting what every woman is going to have as a child by being 100% wrong. Oh. So in <laughs> nine years of being a member at Refuge Church, I have predicted every woman that gets pregnant, and we get we are a baby-making church. Okay. Right. Um, and I always go up and I always say, oh, you're having a boy. You know, you're having... And I am 100% wrong. The only one that I ever got right was we had a couple that and had twins. And I said, it's going to be a boy and a girl. <laughs> and and that was... And I probably had the two mixed up. So yes. I was probably wrong on which one was which. There you but go. I still... Yeah. I'm a, I'm 100% wrong in predicting. So I am 100% at so letting people know. Um, you're, you're, you're getting a girl. There it is. There, there it is. All right. I'm going with girl. Okay. okay. So All right. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This, it's recorded. <laughs> Mark the tape. Yeah. We'll come back and see if Norm maintains that 100% inaccuracy rate. Love it. <laughs> Question two. If you could trade places for one day with any person in the world, who would it be? Um, you know, I would probably say I want to trade places with my daughter. Just for a day, just to see, again, maybe I could come up with a best dad moment okay. looking at it through her eyes. Um, just to see, you know, go, okay, let me gauge my, my parenting skills From through her eyes. So I would, I, would, I would trade places for a day with her. That's a good answer. Wow. That's a good answer. That is a good, that's a great answer. If you could teleport to any one place in the world right now, where would you go? Um, I would go to Antarwetapalam, India. So we did a missions trip. It's in Andhra Pradesh um, in, in southern India. Uh, we did a missions trip years ago to okay. this little city. Um, our initial intent was to go, and we were, they were going to plant a church, and we were going to do like, a, a, like a, a revival meeting kind of thing, and I was going to preach. But we went in, the, in August, which is like coming to, to Phoenix in you know, July. Okay. Uh, not the right time to do any kind of open air anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I also made the mistake of on my visa application, I put down my profession as pastor. Uh, so I actually had to uh, sign an affidavit that said I would not preach for any religious activities while I was there. Yeah. Um, because of the laws. And so what they did is instead of doing this open air you know, church plant revival meeting, they moved everything back into Antarwetapalam, which is um, a friend of ours, Samuel Pachigala, is the bishop over this area, and his church is there. Okay. Um, the Indian Pentecostal Church, and what he did is made it into a pastor's conference slash youth thing, so they have an American, an English-speaking middle school there that they have kids at, the orphans okay. in the area. So during the days, they had the kids come in, and in the evenings, they had all the pastors that were that came in from okay. all around southern India. So we probably had 200 or so pastors that I wow. got to preach to. And then, of course, the, the people in the church that were there and stuff. So just an amazing five days of, of ministry. So you broke um, the laws. So I did. So literally, <laughs> I, at the first night we're there, we're going through the little village. And I, so the people kind of 
proclaim their religion in India by putting stickers on their vehicles. So you oh. know oh, wow. the Muslims, the Hindus, and so on. So we're walking around this little village, and uh, and there's a guy in a rickshaw, a little motorcycle rickshaw, that has Islamic stickers on his thing. Oh, okay. And he's going around, and he's got a loudspeaker on there, and I hear him saying, blah, 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 Pueblo Vineyard, blah, 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 Norman Dunham. And I'm like, why is there some Muslim dude in India driving around proclaiming my name what is that and i'm like what is happening so i get back to the the orphanage where we stayed and i'm like samuel what's going on this dude is out there and he's go oh no i paid him for advertising <laughs> i'm like samuel i have i've signed a thing that says i will not pre oh no you're in my city i know the authorities you're oh, okay wow. and so literally i was supposed to preach all the evening sessions and then my youth pastor alex was supposed to preach all the the afternoon sessions okay. for the kids well alex drank the water Oh, <laughs> ended no. up in bed all week. So I literally had to, off the cuff, come up with multiple sermons to do throughout that week. And probably the best preaching I had ever done in my life hmm. because it was, I'm like, I'm just, I, I got to rely on the Holy Spirit. I'm mm. not, I don't have time to, and literally the Sunday when we were finished, I come down, I got my coffee cup getting ready to go to church and Samuel comes down and says, who's preaching today? You or Alex? And I said, you are. It's your church. Wow. And he's like, oh no, I'm not. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I go upstairs, wow. I grab my Bible, and I preached Romans 12, man. And I just came down, and I was like, you wow. know, be a living sacrifice. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and so it was amazing. But it was, mm-hmm. I would love to go back there. You're Long like, story short, too okay. late. You pull Alex aside, like, there. you're supposed to drink the living right. water, not the <laughs> <laughs> right. water. Right, uh. exactly. We have bottled water for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's good. If you could choose to be, if you could choose for it to be one season... For the rest of your life, what would that season Springtime. 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 70 degrees, you know, rain every so often, no snow. Okay. <laughs> well, Utah, we get snow yeah. even in the spring. I mean, we had, I think we had a snowstorm at the beginning of June. So, but yeah, springtime. That, okay. That's that's my jam. That's where it's one. not really, really hot. If I could find that one place in the world where it's like 70 degrees all the time and the occasional rainstorm because I, you know, I like sunny, but I do like to sit and watch the rains every yeah. once in a while. You just got to move Some, to Southern California. Well, yeah, someone told me that. San Diego, and I'm like, yeah, I can't. I can't yeah, I can't <laughs> it's not a the I trade-off. Can't, I can't live like, in California. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't live there. I need, I need my places where, you know, they love the Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they love Amen. God. And they love God. <laughs> you want that Garden of Eden weather. No, no it's disrespect to Southern California right. Christians, but we know what the laws are there. You guys are blessed yeah. more than we are, and, and you know, stronger faith to be a Southern California Christian. What is the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Hmm. Um, weirdest food. I mean, off the top of my head, I'd probably say goat. And I love goat. Goat? And, uh, goat curry. You know, again, okay. Indian food. There's yeah. a, there was a restaurant that I used to go to in, in Salt Lake City um, that I'd go to a couple times a month, the Taste of India. and Or no, Taj India. And they had the best goat curry. And I would wow. go in there. And I would literally eat until my ears had to pop. And I'm like, is it? A, is that a problem? <laughs> like, and so we actually came up to the point where I, there must be something that I have a slight allergy to, oh, okay. because anytime I sit down and eat like spicy food or Indian Your ears food, pop. I get to the point where my ears plug and it feels like they need to pop, but I can't get them to, and, and it takes like two hours. And I'm like, I did not eat that much. I'm not that full that it. Fun but, fact. But goat curry. Wow. I mean, I've had octopus and stuff like that when we went on our honeymoon in in Cozumel, but. 
That was a long time ago, but I think goat is probably most people would go goat's weird. Okay, so that is yeah. I want to try that though. Goat curry. Goat curry is that sounds delicious. Actually, very very good. So you know you're a hip hop fan, uh, as I am a Christian hip hop fan and an artist, and uh, you know we're friends, but uh, you know you are also engaged and know people in the culture of Christian hip-hop. So we wanted to have you on and and talk a little bit about that. But more so, you know, we wanted to talk about, um, as our discussion portion of the show, fighting against injustice in our nation. That was the main topic. But if we look at, um, you know, specifically even in the hip-hop culture and what's going on in our nation now with Black Lives Matter, with George Floyd, with all of a systematic racism that people are talking about, and white privilege, and all of these different things, cultural Marxism, um, we see that in Christian hip-hop, that is very much being adopted, the, the woke evangelical, the woke uh, movement, especially in Christian hip-hop with artists like Lecrae and many of the others in his camp and uh, Reconcile and a lot of other artists, there's this, you know, there's this woke evangelical movement, the woke church movement that they are even helping to push. Right. Um, so I wanted to have you on. You know of that culture. I know of that culture. Um I come from inner city. I come from actually, a lot of people don't know this, but where I used to live, I was the minority. It was mostly black and Hispanic where I grew up in Bellflower. That's in Southern California. And then I lived on the other side of that where it was mostly, I moved to the country about halfway through my life and it was predominantly um, people of white skin. Um, So... I just wanted to kind of talk about what's going on in our nation, what's going on in the Christian hip-hop culture, and fighting against injustice in a biblically consistent way, not in a culturally inconsistent way. Mm. So what do you guys, you know, I know, Andrew, we talk about this stuff all the time. Um, What do you have, what do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah, so when I think about what's going on right now, there's people that see that there's an issue, right? We're made in the image of God, so we want to reflect his attributes to the rest of the world, yet we're fallen human beings. So we are a broken mirror, you know? And when we're not saved, or people who are saved, sometimes they don't look always to the Bible for guidance, or they think that Jesus doesn't speak to this area of life. Sure. So say there's a sin issue. So if there's a sin issue in our society, how do you solve that? By God's word or by the state? Right. And so what we're seeing right now is a state trying to solve this issue when they can't solve the issue, then it causes more anger in people's minds. But since they don't have a heart of flesh, most of these people, they have a heart of stone. They have no idea of what true justice is reflected through the word of God in the first place. Right. Right. So that, that's a a base where I would start. Yeah. And, and I think what you said too, is people are looking to the state or our culture to fix things by, changing laws right and i think changing laws when the laws are unjust is yeah we should do that abortion should be illegal right Mm -hmm. um but what i'm failing to see specifically in our culture is a law that says that racism is legal right or that you can kill another human being uh, who's a specific color um, and get away with it. Now, others would say, well, 
police can do that right. and they can get away with it. And I would say, yes, you're right. And, and individuals who are racist, who hate other people based on the color of their skin, are manipulating the laws to get away with murder. But would you see, and this is a question that I'm just posing, and it's not an area that I'm an expert in, do you see a law right now that is that says specifically that this race or this color people can be discriminated against or race or that says racism is okay here well i mean there's no law now and and this is this is why we can take this issue of of racism and so on and we can we can legitimately call this a sin issue sure because i mean when we look at and this is part of the pushback that is got when you when you discuss this stuff and when you talk about racism as being a sin issue or a gospel issue people are like well you don't act like that that way with um abortion you know we are actively as christians we are actively seeking legislation to have abortion made illegal and criminalize it and so on because there is still laws on the books that say I mean, ultimately, there there aren't really laws on the books that say it's okay to kill babies. Right. There is a court opinion that right. everybody inaccurately considers law. Roe right. v. Wade is not a law. Right. It's a the opinion of seven men uh, without uteruses. Let's de- <laughs> deal with that argument, right? Um, seven or seven men, because it was a seven-two decision for Roe v. Wade, majority Republican, that yeah. said. You can kill babies in this country. And people go, well, it's the law of the land. Well, no, it's not the law of the land. Sure. But we have worked towards that. You know, over time, there were laws, Jim Crow, yes. redlining, yes. you know, slavery, the, the Supreme Court that said the black people were three-fifths of a person. Right. right. There were laws there on were. the books yes. that said you can treat these people differently. But over the years, we have worked, mostly Christians have worked to do away with those laws. Sure. Now we don't have any laws on the books that say it's okay to discriminate against this color or this ethnicity or anything else. Again, I try to stay away from the word race right. because God made all people from one, one man, race. Adam. We are one, one race. race. We are different ethnicities. You know, right. the, the Greek ethnos is what is used yes. in, in those places. But um, so we've done away with those laws. So now it comes to the point where Yes, we recognize there are still people that are racist. There are still individuals, whether they be police officers, whether they just be regular people out, you know, blocking a guy who's jogging through a neighborhood in their truck with a shotgun. There are people who are racist. Well, at this point, it's not that we can make a lot of laws. It is illegal to hunt down somebody just because they walked into a construction site and checked out a house that's under construction and then continued on their jog. It is illegal. The law says you cannot hunt them down and shoot them in the street. But the heart of man says we should do this because there are are racist people. So now it's not a legal issue. It's a heart issue. And the only thing we can do to change that is to preach the gospel and to let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit do. And that is to take out the heart of stone, replace it with a heart of flesh and change that those attitudes. Yeah. And so, I mean, we recognize that, that the murder of George Floyd was was a horrible thing. We recognize that, you know, 
uh, Ahmad Arbery was a, a horrible thing and all these other situations. And then you get into situations where the, the details are a little more sketchy and so on. Yeah. But we can recognize there is a problem and it seems to be that it is directed towards this certain group of people. You yes. know, we see more. You know, I think it was Denzel Washington that, that made the, the quote recently that racism isn't increasing. It's just being recorded more often. Sure. You know, sure. But the, the only thing we can do is pray and preach to change the heart of the people who are, who are racist and who would do that. And I would agree. I would agree. But I would also say that there are some things that we can do with our law enforcement to, oh, to have them held more accountable to what they're doing, right? right? But when we say, okay, we're change, let's change police policies, let's change these things... I think that there is things that we can that can be done there to hold police accountable. Absolutely. But as let me let me just say this, as a Christian who goes and preaches the gospel at abortion mills, I have to deal with those same issues every week of police manipulating the system, ma- manipulating the process, and I am being um, I'm I'm receiving that I'm yeah. I'm receiving that. However, it's it's the individual, right? right? It's the individual who is manipulating the system, not the system that was completely set up so that this one form of hating a certain people of their skin color can happen. Right, right. That has happened in the past. Personally, I don't believe that these laws and these systems right now are set up specifically with that in mind. Right. Here, here's the thing. There's an issue, there's a sin issue, but how are you going to solve the sin issue? And so we have people, we have a group of people, I'd say Black Lives Matter, who they, you, we can see a big inconsistency in what they, the message that they, I'm going to say, preach, right? Absolutely. Their religion. So what we're seeing right now is the fruits of a secular society. So if you want to tell people, children in the public schools for the last 50 years that they're nothing but pretty much evolved protoplasm, that they live a meaningless existence, that their life has no true purpose, that there truly is an evolution of races through Darwinian theories, right? right? You're going to create racist people. Sure. So what they're seeing is a sin issue, and we have a group of people who have a, what's what's the word I'm looking for? They have a prerogative. That's different. Their prerogative is let's let's see an issue happening, but let's elevate it, let's escalate it because we want a societal change. We yes. want to overthrow the current system and replace it with something, something else. else. Yeah. This is what all communist ideologies try to do. If you ever read the Communist Manifesto sure. or any other types of Mar- Marxist ideologies, it's let's yes. find its situation, let's find a group of people who are targeted or oppressed, let's make it Let's elevate it to the extreme so we can have this eternal internal conflict in a society so we can overthrow it and replace it with something else. Because if you've ever gone to the Black Lives Matter website, right. you can read it. They say yeah. we want the destruction of the nuclear family, yeah. and it's all about uh, equalizing with the LGBTQ and minorities, Yeah. right? right. So what, is the, what does the West say? The West says the modern West, like, at least where we've got our modern society, is Christianity. All throughout the world, it's because of Christianity. So what they want to do is they want to topple that. So there's an issue, but you can't solve the issue with a state. The state is not your savior, but they've already denied God. 
they don't want God. They want the right. secular humanist fist to the sky saying, we don't need you. And they want to topple the society that we have in place. Yeah, so so what you're saying is they're not focused on the heart change. Not at all. They're focused on the system change, right? right? And we all know that whatever the system is, that giving more power to the government to control things, that will not change the hearts of the people. That will bring on, as you've seen in communist countries the downfall of a society. This is why, because Jesus Christ is living and he is king and he is reigning now and he is the king of over every government. They get their power and authority derived as a delegated authority from him. So if he is alive and reigning and they aren't, the state isn't actually acting the way it should act, there's going to be judgment and repercussions, right? And we want to reform our state and our society through biblical means and principles because it's Jesus who has spoken, right? right. Like yeah. that, that's, that's what we should be doing. We, we should be reforming our laws to the word of God. The word of God, mm-hmm. consistent with the word of God. Right. And, and I hear people talk about things like, you know, changing body cam rules and, and just different, different things, different checks, different balances. And I think that those are good ideas. Right. But I don't think that they're going to solve the problem nope. of... People being unjustly killed by the police. Right. I don't think that though I because <laughs> it's not as and, and like you said, people relate it to abortion. Abortion is is something that is widely accepted, and as you said, it's not a law, but it might as well be. Right. In right. our land, right? It might as well be. Well, there are there are laws where they say you can abort uh, up to. 12 weeks. Right. That is a law that those are, there are certain places that say it is legal. So we can say that abortion is uh, illegal. We can make that change. We can put those laws in, in the state level and have that grow and see abortion legally stop in our nation. The police enforcing abortion to stop. Right. Right. Now that doesn't mean abortion stops. Exactly. Right. It doesn't mean abortion stops. So the systematic change there is we should push for this. We should tell people that they, we should preach the gospel. But we all know that changing the law and a heart change, those two things together will help to stop abortion, but it won't completely stop. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we have a lot of laws that, I mean, murder is illegal. In, in, in the United States of America, but people still murder. Right. You know, theft is illegal, but people still steal things. We've passed laws and we've made laws to, to do all these things, but yet people will still do it because, again, it comes down to the issue of sin. It comes down to the yes. issue of, you know, do you have you placed yourself as your own God and given your, yourself your own rules and, and your own standards that you can act on? You know, people will do that all the time. Yes. You know, we talk about, you know, absolutely there needs to be reform in, in, in police. There are things like qualified immunity that, that should be re-examined, you know, because yeah. many police officers will take that and use that as sure. an excuse to do whatever they want because I can't be sued for whatever comes out because right. I have qualified immunity. Yes. So we have these laws that can be reformed and more training for the police and de-escalation uh methods and, and so on and so forth and yeah. and interaction. But again, if, if the heart isn't changed, 
someone is always going to find a way to manipulate the system. And no matter what system, like you said, I mean, if, if Black Lives Matter, when going to their website, they are a religion. Yes. It is, this, is a, this is literally a false church um, that has risen up and they have a mandate and they have their commandments and they have all these things. And, and their ultimate goal uh, essentially is, you know, a, a, a communist state, a Marxist right. state. Right. And, but even in that, the, there's the recognition that, and we've seen history, you know, I saw a great t-shirt the other day. I really need to get one. It says, don't make me repeat myself history. <laughs> right? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, exactly. But, you know, so many people who have no idea what their history is and, and you know, the history of, of communism and socialism sure. and Marxism, to look at the number of people who have died under these systems because someone's always, I mean, on paper, it's great. Communism is an yeah. amazing thing. Everybody gets down money. On paper. Everybody gets something to each according to his, his ability. To yeah. each according to his needs, you know, but that's not realistic because there's always going to be someone in control who's going to manipulate it and it's going to be, and it's never a good thing. Yes. And, and here's the issue, right? Here's, here's what we're saying with our laws should conform to that of the laws of God. Amen. Our government, state and civil should operate within the confines of how God has established them to act. Absolutely. Right. So it does matter how we change laws. It does matter the type of things that we institute. If we do things in law that seemingly look good to possibly change things around, but they violate the laws of God or the sphere that God has called a specific government level to operate in well then we're not solving the problem correctly mm -hmm. and, and god's already spoken on what the government its sphere of sovereignty is to punish the evildoer mm -hmm. and praise those who do good end of story yep. right. that's what the government that's is for so so what you're saying then andrew is more government regulation more um more government stepping in to fix things in this area that wouldn't necessarily be consistent. Yeah, so God is over the government. God is not the government. Right. Essentially, like we can think about it even in terms of the Old Testament, how the Old Testament society functioned. We can go back and start with Moses, right? Moses was the judge. This is coming out of Egypt. But there were so many people that he couldn't judge them all. So what did yeah. he do? They actually made heads of certain yeah. individual families over certain tribes. And he gave them the authority to act as the judges. And if cases got too extreme, they would come up the pipeline up to Moses. Right. Right. And then after that, uh, even during that time, they, they had a somewhat type of constitution because of the law of God. And then later in time, once they get a king, that's a whole other story because they should have never wanted to go right. after a king. The king was always God. Right. But they had a constitutional uh, monarchy in a sense, right? So they had their king and then they had a constitution, which was the law of God. The king was to pay homage to the constitution and the priests were supposed to speak into the society right. according to that, to right. the law and standard of God. And if you look and you read through first Kings, second Kings, first Chronicles, second Chronicles, every time there was a falling away from the law of God, their society was in judgment and the people faced sure. the wicked, they, they faced repercussions for not even their, not only their own sins, but the sins of the Kings. Right. Sure. Right. So flash forward. Now we have Jesus Christ, who is the perfect king who came and died on the cross, doing away with the monarchy system, because that was always a shadow, a type of Christ who was to come. Yeah. So we have Christ. This is this is the issue. Christ is real. He's alive. 
He is reigning now. So if you do not abide by his law, you get anarchy. You get revolution. There's no such thing as anarchy. Anarchy always masks itself as something that is a revolution, but some other system always comes in place. Right. So what we've seen in our society, in the United States of America, for the last 60 years, is we've seen 70, what is it, 73 million babies murdered just in our society alone. And that's not even uh, chemical abortions. That's mainly surgical abortions. The number is much higher than that. Yeah. We see a society who praises LGBTQ. We see a society who denounces God, who believes that we came from somewhere else. What's going to happen? Judgment from God? Sure. Do you not see that the society we're living in where people are looking at one another just because of the different melanin content in their skin? Yeah. And they're saying that... You're the problem. You're the problem. Here's here's the big issue, and this is the inconsistency I was talking about. Racism is taking a group of people and discriminating against that group of people. What is the... Largest discriminated group of people in this world? Christians. Christians. No, no, no. Yeah. Babies in the womb. Babies. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. So we're taking a group yeah. of people, they're yeah. in the womb, we're dehumanizing them by saying sure. they're no longer human, they have no rights whatsoever, they're not made in the image of God, and you put them to death. Right? right? So the BLM movement itself would say yeah. abortions are a good thing. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely. makes it equal care for the for the black woman who is right. or any woman in general yeah. who might be having going outside of marriage, having many multiple partners and ending up with children. There's a big heart issue yeah. because the society we've been faced with for the last 50 years has been going away from the word of God. Right. So here's here's what you're saying. The methodology of which we call our government system to matters. Because if we ask them to do something that is against God's law to solve the problem or to at, give the government more power than they should actually have, well, then we're saying we're just inconsistent across all areas, right? No foundation. No foundation. Give government more power to do something about it. But unfortunately, what we're saying, what we're saying possibly in giving them the government more power to solve these problems of injustice, we're not giving them a duty which they should have, mm-hmm. and that is going to be exploited yes. further. It, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I yes. mean, you, you see it. And the more power you give to a corrupt government, the more corrupt that government becomes. You know, Again, when you move outside of the purview of what God's law and what God's word says the government should have, and you start giving the government the, the ability to regulate businesses, well, then you have, you know, Businesses being forced to shut down during a, a you know a, a pandemic, sure. you know, and not given the opportunity to maintain their livelihood and and, right. and, and do what it is. It's they no do. longer their but personal. It's property, no longer right? they're, they're not. Yeah, and so as you give them more and more power, then it becomes more and more corrupt, and and it does. You see it with 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 the lives of babies. You know, they are absolutely dehumanized, and you can take that right back and 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 make that analogous with slavery. Yeah. You know, again, the same thing that they are doing today with babies is what they did back in the 1800s with slaves. And, and then the Constitution making them, the, you know, the Supreme Court said, well, they're only three-fifths a person. You know, you get the whole Dred Scott decision and so on. And, you know, and where we can, we can literally, again, we can look back in our history if people would just remember and go, the Supreme Court's not always right. Sure. We have had to go back and change the bad decisions that they've made in the past. Yeah. And so that comes into the fact that yeah. you know, Roe needs to be changed because right. it's a bad decision. 
And, and so, but as long as we give the government that, that ability to work outside of God's framework, the more and more corrupt that government is yes. going to become yep. because yes. there's no, there's no real checks. I mean, the checks and balances that we have in our constitution are, are becoming more and more corrupt. And it ultimately has come down to the fact that they've made, we've, we've created an oligarchy of nine people in black robes that are the supreme decision makers. Right. You know, apparently the executive branch of our government has to bow down to the, the, the legis or the, the judicial and the legislative branch is bowing down to the judicial. And so we've created this oligarchy where if we would just stop and come back to where, what God's word says, the government is sure. there for, and then let the church step up and, and to take their responsibilities back. Because again, I've heard it said, and I've even, I know, I think it was, I think the last time I heard it said was, was probably Luke on one of the Apologia podcasts, or he may have even said it from the pulpit at one point in time. I don't know. But the the voice in my head I hear saying this is, is Luke Pearson and saying that the the culture is the report card of the church. Yes. yes. You know, the things that are happening in our culture right now are are ultimately come down to the fact that the church has abdicated its responsibility yep. to the government yep. and they have stopped speaking out. And and now we're seeing the uprisal. Uh, um, of churches that are, are speaking. We've got Apologia. We've got Christ Church up in, in Moscow. We've got all these churches, Refuge in, in Ogden. You know, we're seeing these, but not enough. Sure. We're not, because again, as these churches are stepping up and going, we want to see God's law acted out the way that God's law is supposed to be acted out. Then you have a whole nother group of people going, you're legalist, you're theonomist, you're bad, and, and so on. There's yeah. not a darn thing wrong with theonomy. Theonomy will help our, our culture and our sure. society if we can appropriately, you know, install it into, into our government and yeah. into the way things are going. But first, the church has got to step up and mm. say, we are taking back our responsibility yep. of what we are supposed to do as the church. Amen. And we are going to take away from the government the responsibilities that they have been given that should not be theirs. Yeah, I love it. Like, this, this is exactly where I was thinking. I'm so glad you went there. Like, there's that video where you see the, the BLM protesters getting, uh, there's like a crowd of like, I'd say maybe like 500, 600 people before them, like bowing down before them and right. even putting their arms up. Well, that's what should be the report card to the church. These people should actually already know who to worship or who to go to for forgiveness. Right. Sure. Right. So pagans are going to peg, right? And they're going to peg even harder when the Christians aren't out there proclaiming the gospel even to the state to keep the state in line. We're supposed to right. be the salt and the light, and the light. Sure. right? We read in uh, Matthew, uh, I believe 28, 18 through 20, right? We're making disciples and teaching them to observe all that Christ has commanded. Isaiah yeah. 9, 6, yeah. uh, to the increase of his government, there will be no bounds, right? Yeah. You can go all throughout the Bible with what Jesus proclaims. We are the ones who've made the biggest mistake within the last 70 or 80 years by actually being quiet where we shouldn't sure. be quiet, where we sure. should be the loudest. Yeah. Our society is set up as a constitutional republic for the state to be involved for that very specific re reason. Who is, who is it who signed... Uh, Who's on the Declaration of Independence? One of the people, I think it's John Adams, who said that our, was it, yeah, yeah, I think John Adams who said that our society is created for a religious people, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how America is supposed to function. But when you take, literally, a leg away from the United States of America, it's going to fall over, and that's what yeah. we're seeing. Right. So, so what we're, we are not saying, all of us here, are not saying 
that we shouldn't fight against injustice, that we shouldn't march, that we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't protest. We're not saying that. Right. No. But the message and way that we protest matters. The change that we call for matters because if it's inconsistent with what God has instituted, then we're we're going nowhere. Right. I mean, we're 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 Protestants. We are we are Protestants. Yeah. And and that and that is what that's a way that we get. That's how we get our voice heard. You know. Again, during you know. The Revolutionary War. Who are the loudest voices? Who are the voices that were calling out and, and saying these are our grievances against the king? Yep. It was the Christians. It was the Puritans. It was these people who were going, look, this is what God's law says, and you are not acting in accordance with that. Yep. During slavery, who were the loudest voices? William Wilberforce, John Adams, all these people who were standing up and going, we are Christians, and we believe that the Bible tells us that man-selling is, is wrong. Yeah. Kidnapping and, and man-selling is yeah. wrong. This kind of challenge slavery is wrong and those of you who are trying to use the bible you know philemon and so on to to justify it you are misinterpreting what that says because we have a mandate in the law of god that says man selling is wrong and so the loudest voices during slavery were the christians yeah. the loudest voices during um during the civil rights movement were Christians were the loudest voices that were standing up and saying the way that you are treating black people does not fall in accordance with the way that God says that these people should be treated because they are image bearers of God. Yeah. And so the loudest voices in there were, were Christians. And then suddenly we get to this time in our, our history and the things that are happening and the Christians have shut up. Yeah. The majority of Christians have, have, have shut their mouths because they're afraid to offend people. They're afraid to, you know, you know, who knows whatever reasons. Yeah. You know, the, the majority of the, the Christian message has changed so much that Joel Osteen can't preach to anything that's going on with Black Lives Matter. Because, again, according to his his theology, all you got to do is, is believe in God and everything's going to be wonderful. You know, I mean, that message, you can't take that message to India. You can't take that message to an oppressed people anywhere. You can't take that message to China. You can't take that message to Nigeria right now, where in the last, you know, what, what month are we in? We're almost to July. In the last six months, almost seven months, over a thousand Christians have been killed in the country of Nigeria to this day by different uh, groups, Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Fulani militants, and so on. Those those Christians are being murdered. You can't take that message to them, and you can't take that message to a, a black man who has a, a cop's knee on his neck for nine minutes. Sure. You can't go to him with, your. this is your best life now. You can't. Yeah. And so the majority of the Christian quote-unquote Christian message, because it's not Christian, it's heresy, is has become this, you know, name it and claim it health and wealth, and sure. the, the rest of the church that is trying to make this, this theologically sound statement about how government should be is being drowned out by the overwhelming hmm. majority of imposter Christians. Well, it's because churches have stopped talking about sin. Right. They've stopped Absolutely. talking about justice. Right. God cares about justice just as much as he gives his grace, right? He's, he's, a, he's a consistent God. He cares about justice, and he's a giver of grace, Amen. right, and mercy. Amen. So we need to be consistent as well. However, we can't be inconsistent in the area of the message that we let come out of our mouth. We can't align ourselves with black li organizations like Black Lives no. Matter. I I cannot 
let me say this, because this is a, a fine line. I, and we talk about this being at the abortion mill. I can preach at the abortion mill and see the atheists there protesting and see the Catholic there protesting and knowing that we're both there to end abortion and the mission is to end abortion, right? And the message is to end abortion for me. That's what I'm doing there. But I can't, I, I can, I can't speak to a ideology that looks to destroy Christianity. I can't align myself with that purpose because that is the purpose, right? right? Yeah. That is the yeah. purpose. It's not consistent with just saying justice for, it's not consistent with injustice. It's consistent with destroy the family, destroy Christianity, and I cannot align myself Cause, with that. Because Black Lives Matter isn't actually what it says it is. Can you believe that? It's a scapegoat for communism. Right. And the way you overthrow a society like ours, which has been proven to happen in history before, is you create conflict, right? The proletariat gain class consciousness sure. right. of their oppression, which is the working class, over the bourgeoisie, and the bourgeoisie is the elite, who is the elite in this mm -hmm. situation, white privilege, right? Right. Yeah. This is the same thing that's happened over and over and over again. Black Lives Matter does not mean Black Lives Matter. Right. That's it. Does not mean that. Right. I, I, I will say, I will bet on this a thousand, a thousand bucks. If this movement goes through, and if our society is toppled, there will be more Black lives destroyed. Oh, there will be sure. more white lives destroyed. There will sure. be more yellow lives destroyed. You but know should, what I mean? should we be okay with it because it's consistent no. across the board? Like, what's <laughs> the here? Here's the here's the thing. Black Lives Matter, they absolutely do, right? They do. Unfortunately, that statement has been hijacked. Scapegoat. Yeah. It's been hijacked, right? It's been taken over by an organization that looks to destroy the family and Christianity. Yep, right. Whether that was the original intention of black, saying the statement Black Lives Matter, whatever. But what I'm saying is, now we need to be careful when we are saying these things and because it gets grouped in with an ideology, right? It gets grouped in with a movement. And I would say, yes, that it's true. Black lives matter. All black lives matter. All lives matter. I don't need to change that. It's true across the board. However, it's getting hijacked by a, a, a system and a way of thinking that looks to destroy Christianity, and that's why I have a problem. Exactly. With it. You know, the statement, again, there's not a, nothing wrong with the statement, but what has happened is now you can't really separate the statement from the movement. And, and you know, and when you do say it, it, it's almost as if you have to, you know, you have to give the disclaimer, okay, I believe Black Lives Matter, but I'm, I don't support the movement. And you have to have that disclaimer on every time you say it. And it's like, I think of... Al Mohler came and spoke at Brigham Young University a couple years back. Hmm. And I don't remember what the context of the message that he brought. Um, I still find it amazing. But he stood up there. And, of course, everyone's going, what are you doing, Al? What, what are you doing? And he, he started off his message with saying, look, I don't believe we're going to heaven together, but we may go to jail together. 
You know, again, when we go out to the abortion mill, there are people that are out there that we do not align with right. their theology or their worldview, but they're there protesting. They're there as co-belligerents in what we are, our goal is. And so at that point, we're like, okay, look, atheists, I, we are here and and now we may go to jail together just sure. for standing outside an abortion clinic yeah. and making that protest. Um, but I, I don't believe we're going to heaven together. We do not align theologically. And so we have to come to that place where it's like there's nothing wrong with saying Black Lives Matter. And especially right in the, the aftermath of any one of these incidents, right. you know, you know, in the in the days following when uh, George Floyd was was murdered, you know, Again, I was not, as someone said, Black Lives Matter. I wasn't going to retort with, well, all lives matter, because I understand that right now there is a people that are hurting, and I should mourn with those who mourn. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I may not hashtag it. I don't think I've ever actually hashtagged Black Lives Matter, because, again, you can't separate that from the sure. movement. Sure. And I don't, I, I don't want to be aligned with the movement, because, again, I don't believe it. And, you know, and, and you're right. If they do, if somehow they become successful in what their goal is, all lives are going to, they're going to have to come back to the all lives matter message because a communist government and communist society is going to destroy all lives across the board with, with no care or no uh, prejudice at all. It's everybody. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. We can acknowledge that man's life matters without saying that exact statement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing. So say, let's say someone's listening to this and they're they're involved in the the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Right. I'm going to ask you a question. If you deny God, why do they matter? Right. Tell me why. What's right. the foundation of your belief? What's your hypothesis? Sure. Because I can tell you right now, if you're meaningless, so is every single opinion that you have. It's absurdity. Yeah. Right. Because you die and then there's nothing. Right. right. Yeah. If you reject right. the biblical worldview, the God of the Bible... Why do, why should we why should black lives matter? And, and if you're Christian and you're listening to this and you go, well, because I believe that you're made in the image of God, okay, then great. That's a good starting point because you actually pointed back to the word of God. Dig into it more. Right. And see what God has to say about society. Because if you believe that and the word of God is your foundation, actually read what God has to say about a society, the way it yes. works and what's going on. Because there is a biblical solution. Yes. Amen. Right? Amen. There yes. is a biblical solution. Heart change and a systematic change, but it needs to be consistent with scripture, right? right exactly. It can't be what this movement thinks that they should have or these sets of things going in. It needs to be consistent. And I kind of, I just briefly wanted to speak on this topic going off of that. You know, um, there are many in this movement, the Black Lives Matter movement or the who speak on things like systematic racism, who say that the answer to the problem or how we can help black people, people of black colored skin get ahead is to do something like reparations, right? To do something like reparations. Now, it may sound good, right? It's like, okay, well, an injustice was done in the past. Let's write what this injustice by giving them... uh, a a leg up okay but let's think about what that really means okay let's think about that means that you're going to give the government more power to create a system in which they now are going to take money from another group of people theft theft Theft. 
and they're going to give it to another group of people. Right. So we're doing two things there. We're giving government power, which they shouldn't have, and we are stealing from somebody else. So we're saying this wrong here is okay, but this wrong done in the past here right. is not okay. Arbitrary. Right. So, so I want to make that clear that our government system isn't going to be who corrects what is maybe known as systematic racism or systematic oppression or institutional oppression. And it's not going to... Stealing, doing, doing sin to solve another, to another sin is never going to be the answer. Right. Where does it end? Exactly. Where, Where does, does it end? end? So you go back a uh, hundred years and you just look at those people's sins and want reparations. Well, how about you go back another hundred, back another hundred, back another hundred, back another hundred, back another hundred. Right. It will never end. Right. right. And the, the, here's the key term again, because what these people want to do is they want to redefine terms. So when we talk about rep reparations, what we're really talking about is a redistribution of wealth from the elite to the proletariat, right. Right. from the bourgeoisie to the proletariat. And communism yeah. is all about a redistribution of wealth. That's what we're, right. we're looking at bait and switch terms being sure. redefined. Black People being lives, hijacked, things being hijacked. Black lives matter. We're hearing a definitional, they're trying to take it because wh whoever controls the definitions of words in society, then will eventually right. control the society sure. where abortion doesn't mean murder anymore. Right. It just sure. means the killing of a fetus. Well, what does fetus mean? It means the offspring of a, yeah, of a human. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's redefine what fetus means. You right. see what I'm saying? Like exactly. it goes back and back to a redefinition of terms. So we have to be very aware of what's going on. Reparations. Right. And it's mean? so much easier to look at, at reparations in, in just that fact. Because I hear the argument all the time of, of people uh, people who oppose reparations and going, well, how do you find out everybody who's descendant of someone who is a slave? Because there's a lot of black people who have come into this country since slavery who had never connection, no connection to slavery. So how do you determine who gets it and, and how much you know, African-American blood do you have to have in you sure. in order to, and yeah. so you hear all those arguments and it's like, you know what? It's so much simpler than that. Reparations is theft. It yeah. is literally taking money from one group to give it to another. You know, it's a horrible situation that happened and, and we can never get away from the fact that, that slavery was horrible, but, and even back then reparations would have been theft, but it would have been more logical to have it happen at that point in time, at the, the, the point of the Emancipation Proclamation, because then at least we could have identified people who, who should get some kind of right. leg up or something like that to extend that out almost, you know, like from almost whom? 150 years. Right. And then, yeah, again, from, from whom? whom? You know, I mean, my ancestors came over here after, you know, after slavery. So, you know, I mean, they came through Canada and then... But Norm, you, you have a leg yeah. up. Well, I, I do, apparently. So, so you have you know, a leg But up. again, so how do you determine, you know, you know, is it just the descendants of, of plantation owners? Are they the ones that have to give up the money? There's so many nuances and stuff that you just can't. But when you, I love the way that you just simply and, and you know, succinctly put it. It's theft. Sure. It is sin trying to atone for another sin. And yeah. you can't atone for sin with sin. Yeah, that's straight up. I mean, well, real quick, before we move on, I want to say this too, like the leg up situation. Um, I was listening to the podcast a while ago. It was about a year and a half, two years ago. Douglas, and Douglas Wilson. Wilson put it this way. He's like, why would I ever repent? Because my parents put me in a good, good situation because they actually honored the Lord and followed his word. Right. Let's take a look at situations and the way people are living 
in th that parts of the society, let's say in more impoverished areas, right? Are they being sexually uh, promiscuous or are they honoring the law of God in regards to actually having sex within the confines of marriage? Right. Yeah. Why would I repent over the blessings that my, families have been, my family has been given through honoring God and his word? I mean, when you don't honor God yeah. and his word and you do not follow his law, honor your father and mo mother so it will go well with you. You will live long right. in the land. What we are seeing yeah. is people who are trampling on the word of God, the law of God, and then want to in in introduce practices that get them out of the judgment of God in, in an unjust way. Well, yeah. It doesn't work that way. What the problem is we're we're alleviating personal responsibility. Right. So we're not saying that it's really a heart change is the answer. We're saying it's a system change when we say things like that. It's artificial. Because we're saying that though that this group of people did a certain thing because of all of these issues, that there is no personal responsibility for them. And we can't say that for a group of people. Because yeah. not every, every person not in that group, group is, the, is same. the same. We cannot, I cannot say that your family did something that my family, we, our families did different things, right? Your family might have honored God. My family um, could have been in complete rebellion against God, could have blown all of their, their opportunities on sin. And that is their personal responsibility. Yeah. Now, I will say that injustice did happen against people groups, against mm -hmm. black people yeah. in our nation. Absolutely. Absolutely happened. But is the answer more injustice? Is there no personal responsibility for the individual? Because if no. you believe that the answer is a heart change, then you believe that the individual is responsible. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I... You know, like you were saying, I grew up in, I mean, I mainly grew up in, in Utah, but my, the first city I lived in, the first place I remember living in is in Magna, Utah. My neighborhood was, majority of my neighborhood was Samoan, you know, and I had a, a neighbor kid who was a little black kid. His name was Sammy. I'm my, I barely remember this. I was like three years old, but he was, and I watched people walk by. I remember the first time I ever heard the N word was somebody walked by and said it to Sammy. And I said something, apparently at three years old, I said something to effect that if he's an N-word, I am. And whoever said it said, well, you can't sure. be. And, and apparently I went back to my mom crying because I couldn't be, you know, this guy told me I couldn't be this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so as I grew up in different areas and moved to Pueblo, Colorado, where the majority of the people around me were Hispanic, um, you know, and so we would walk into a store and, I, and, and I'll fully admit, we would walk into a, a loaf and jug or a 7-Eleven or whatever and the store owner would watch my, my Mexican buddy walking around the store or my black friend. Sure. And I was, I was ignored. I was able to steal anything I wanted to because no one was watching me. I was the shoplifter in the situation. And, and, but my, my black or my Hispanic friend was the, was the decoy. Hmm. And so I, I fully admit that, that those things happen. But I don't have to repent for the racist heart of the store owner. Right. It, and, and, you know, and that's, you know, I have to repent for the, the sin that I committed in this situation because I would literally, I would use that to my advantage and I would go in there and steal right. cigarettes and whatever else I wanted yeah. to steal. Hmm. But I would, I would have to, I would repent for that. And, and even in that, there's a, a sense of racism that I was like, yeah. you know, um, but I'm not responsible for the racist police officer. I'm not responsible to repent for the racist right. store owner. Yes. I'm not responsible to, to repent for the, the racist landlord. 
who doesn't want to rent to black or Hispanic or any other people. Yes. I don't, I, because there is individual responsibility. You know, those people are breaking laws. You know, the yes. things that are, are literally out there, you cannot uh, discriminate against, you know, race and creed and color and so on. Yes. You can't do this. So I'm not responsible to repent for them. Right. I mean, I'm responsible to call them out on it. I'm responsible as an evangelist. I'm responsible yes. to preach yep. the gospel, yep. call them to repentance, show my people their iniquity, yes. you know, which God tells us in Isaiah, show my people their iniquity. That's my job. My job is to stand up and go, what you're doing is wrong. My job is to stand up and say, it is wrong to put your knee on the neck of a yes. black man yes. for nine minutes, no matter what his criminal history yep. is. Yep. Because, of course, that all came out afterwards. Well, he did this. He, he held up a woman and held a gun to her pregnant stomach. And he's a he's a dirtbag. Nine minutes with your knee on the neck negated everything that George Floyd ever did yeah. because you became judge, jury, and executioner yes. for things that did not do, require the death penalty, Seriously. and you were not in that situation. Yep. So I don't need to repent for Derek Chauvin. I don't need to repent for anyone else who has acted on this. I have enough of repentance I have to do on my own. Yes, you know, and yes. more and more I look into my own past. I can, and again, the the. The more we grow in holiness, that's the amazing thing that God does is as we grow in holiness and we think, well, we're getting closer and closer to God and we're, we're doing away with these sins in my life. I don't look at pornography anymore. I don't shoplift anymore. I don't, you know, do these things anymore. But then God shows you these other things that I do. Well, you still get angry at people on the, on the road. You still do this. You still do that. And as we grow in holiness, God is showing us more and more of the things that I have to repent for on my own. I don't have time to worry about repenting for other people, but I do have have time to go out and preach the gospel and and point out and show my people their iniquity. Yeah, when we protest, we protest with the word of God. We protest consistently with the word of God, calling out against those who are doing injustice against the innocent. Right. Amen. And that there's personal responsibility. There should we should look at things from a personal responsibility level. People, we have in our past. Evil was done. Evil was done. We should not just graze over that. But we didn't do it. It wasn't me who did it. It wasn't my personal response. It wasn't my personal sin. However, if things like that are taking place in my society today, it is also my duty to speak out against them, like you said, as a Christian, i.e. abortion. Right. Mm. How many people are being murdered every day how many of every single race are being murdered every single day in our nation and we are there speaking consistently with the word of God against injustice. Whatever the injustice is that breaks God's law, we need to be speaking out against. But it needs to be consistent and it needs to not go against God's word, God, God's calling on government, um, did you have something you wanted to add to that? No, yeah, I mean that that it's good, man. Like we have a group of people who have seen sin happen in the past. They don't know how to call it sin, and they don't understand that God is the judger of all and he will always do right and make right. So if we live in a society where the state is not God, right? There's going to be times and situations where with due process or, you know, innocent before being proven guilty or being in a court of law where there's bad people who will get let go, right? They will. It'll happen in a yeah. society that, that wants those Systems things. will but, be manipulated. But we know, since we hold to the presupposition of God, the judger of all, that although those mistakes happen when we're trying to honor God in our society, God will be the judge of their souls, right? right? 
we don't replace what God says in society with the state. Right. So that that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, we live in a world that's fallen. It will never be perfect. The state won't make your world perfect. Right. It's always going to occur. But when the state's going to be in control of it all, you're never going to see it happen. But when you do speak up, you're going to be silenced and sure. you're going to be killed. The killings will happen. You just won't be privy to the information. We live in a free society where we actually have the ability through media, the freedom of the press, to actually see what's going on. We have the solution. It's screaming at us. The world's depraved. People are sinners. Jesus is the answer. Right. We have it screaming at our faces yeah. right now. He's the answer. The state's not God because the state bows its knee to Christ, and it should. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, when we sum it up, speak out against injustice, Christians. Speak consistently with what God has said about it. The heart change is what's going to change things. Right. We know that. We know that systems have to change, but this, we don't change systems in direct opposition to what God has called that system to be. That's right. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, right? again. And, it, and, and, and it, you have to speak. Christian, you have to speak. And I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to hijack your podcast, and I'm going to throw out the what I say at the end of every one of my podcasts, no matter if I'm doing an unsolicited master's dog, fifth seal, or whatever. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words because yeah. they're necessary. Yeah. You have to speak. You've got to put your voice out there. And because nobody's coming to Christ because you're, you're living a good life. It's it's not happening. It's you know the Mormons are out there living their good life too, and they they look good to people. We have got to put words to the gospel and put it out there. We've got to speak. We've got to be that yeah. prophetic voice, and we've got to. And, and no matter how many times people try to 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 silence that voice, we've got to get louder and louder. Because God is ruling and reigning now, Amen. not just over Christians. Amen. Over Amen. all areas of life. Amen. All enemies are being put underneath the feet of Christ. Not Amen. just the Christian. Right. Not just the Christian realm. The entire universe is underneath his feet. Yep, right. He's ruling and reigning over it now. And he's in the process of putting his enemies under his feet. And who is he using to do that? His church. He's using his church. So why are, why are we... Why do we argue about the methodology. We've summed it up, but why do we argue about the methodology? Because the methodology matters, right? Right. The power we give to the government or don't give to the government matters. The things that come out of our mouth, they matter. They do matter. The way that we go about fixing and solving problems matter. It's not, let's just fix the problem in whatever way we go about it. Let's just do it that way, because this seems like a good idea must be consistent with God's word. Right. And God's word applies to every area of life. Amen. There's not an area of government, there's not an area of life that his word does not apply to. Amen. It's not as if we need God's word plus all of these other things. Preach, preacher. We yep. don't. We need God's word. We need to be consistent with it, and we need to not be cowards. Yep. Amen. We need to speak on sin. We need to speak against injustice consistently with God's word. Yeah, dude. Chaos that we're seeing right now is the world feeling the weight of being pressed underneath Christ's feet. 
And you still have time to be saved from the eternal fires of hell. And that's repent and put your faith in Christ. Get out from underneath his foot, because I can tell you right now, the pressure and the horrible things that you see in this world now is nothing like facing the wrath of God for all eternity. Because when you think it's enough, he's going to press that much harder on your soul. And you can never satisfy the full wrath of God. But Christ, who is God in the flesh, took that. Yeah. So you don't have to. And I want to know when, when people started trusting government so much to be their God. Right. Like, isn't the understand un, like the underlying tone that politicians are corrupt and wicked and sinful? Like, isn't that? Right. I, I'm not saying that every single one is, but isn't that like the underlying tone in our culture that we know politicians right. are corrupt and evil, just like there's corruption and evil in all areas of life? When did we start saying that? government is good and more government and government doing more of this and this and this and this. When did we start saying that they're the answer, they're our God, and that we can trust them to make these decisions? We just saw what they did with coronavirus. Yeah. Can we trust them? No. we got to wear masks every day and we know that, that there's a silly, ridiculous methodology about why we have to wear masks. Do we really trust them? To solve system systematic problems, they have, they have to fear. They have to fear the Lord. The prerequisite for any leader, when we look at Moses, was the head of that household had to fear the Lord, and they had to have good children. Amen. Right, Amen. and that's how our leaders should be now. They have right. to fear the Lord. If they don't honor the Lord, they're not gonna they're not gonna enforce His law. Right? I mean, there was a time in this country when, as an atheist, you could not hold public office. You cannot hold public office if you, you proclaim to be an atheist. There's a city, I, I can't remember what city it is. I want to say it's in Atlanta, somewhere around Georgia. But their original charter for the city was there. you could not have lawyers within the the city limits. Lawyers were were banned, were forbidden, mm-hmm. you know. And, and again, because it was, that was beginning of a corrupt system, and, you know, and, and yeah, we've somewhere along the line, somebody said, gay, and it, at some point in time, whenever the church abdicated their responsibility That's where it is. was when, yeah. and, you know, if we could pinpoint that, that time, you know, maybe that would be the point in time and we'd want to teleport back to and change <laughs> something. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it, the church right. abdicated their responsibility, gave up things that, I mean, it's why marriage, you know. Government should not even be involved in marriage anywhere. Sure. You, you should not have marriage licenses or anything like that. Marriage certificates should come from the ecclesiastical uh, authorities that administrated that sacrament of, of marriage, that ordinance, which is a religious ordinance. But somewhere the church advocated and said, okay, government, you can be in charge to deal with taxes and whatever, and we're just going to step back. And that's why you're going to end up with, at some point in time where the church that refuses to do a same-sex marriage is going to lose tax-exempt status. They're going to lose. They're going to be shut down. Pastors are going to be put in jail and so on. And all I can say is if if you're in a church that that holds to the standard of God's law, make sure you've got a bailout uh, fund for your pastor. Mm. It's it's like when um, Samuel was telling the people how the ruler, their king would be over them, right? Right. When he was warning them, your king's going to rule over you, you know that, right? Our king's going to rule over us, and that's not going to be a rule that we like if we keep giving the king more power. That's right. Amen. And, And that is not who's supposed to be our solution. The king isn't our solution to things. The real king who is the king of kings, is our solution. So we need to start looking to his book, looking to him 
for the solution, not whatever the political play is. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Well, we've had a good discussion, and we want to have some fun now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't know that this is the fun part. This is the fun part. (laughs) Actually, this is going to be the fun part, because I fully intend on winning this game and watching Andrew have to eat yucky jelly beans. All right. All right. right. I'm down. (laughs) Time to pull it out. I'm ready. I dread the yucky jelly beans. You dread this? I dread the jelly beans. It's a segment in our show that we like to call the Wheel Wheel of Groom. Hey, I'm a Patreon supporter and I watch this. Well, I listen every week. I don't watch. Are you a a podcaster? I'm a podcaster because I can listen while I work. So I put it in my ears and I, I go around killing bugs and... I have it going on in in my ears, so we forgive you. No reparations, right? <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get this guy going, and uh, you know the deal. You give him a little spin, and we'll uh, pick the game. All right, here we go. Truth or dare? It's always truth or dare. We, we got that last this, time, bro. Spin this, it again. Spin it again. Right. This, this thing is right. fixed. It's always truth or dare. It's weighted. Yeah, it's this is all just We're casting lots here, but that's again we know the Lord has spoken. <laughs> Amen. Speak, Speak out. out. Alright, okay. this one's so fun. Alright, let me get this guy out of the way. This is one of my favorite ones. So it's gonna be a series of you're each gonna get three cards, and whoever does best with the other person, the, whoever guesses. The other person's thing, the the best out of three wins. Got it. Okay. Um, are these Who's recently going? sanitized? Uh, uh, not, I don't think these have ever been used. <laughs> these ones in here. Who's going first? Uh, Apparently you are. You you're are ready to go. You're, you're ready to go. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm going to do the timer. I'm going to read it. You're going to guess it. Right. Here we go. All right. Let me switch your socks so okay. you can see us good. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Edith likes socks. Edith likes bikes? What? Yeah, dude. What in the world? Edith likes bikes? Edith likes That's bikes. really what it says? Oh, my gosh. Man, I guess we're wrong like, this time. He's what is that all Keep going. Keep going. I'm not very high. I'm not very high? What? <laughs> <laughs> I want very high. I want my MTV. I want... I, I want, want very high. I want Mary... Cherry pie. <laughs> I want very high. I want very high. I didn't. I want blueberry pie. I want blueberry pie. Yeah. I love blueberry pie. Blueberry right. pancakes, blueberry pie. Harry, Harry, last one. You hate ourselves, barbarians. We hate ourselves, barbarians. You hate ourselves, barbarians. We. Time. Okay. Oh, you're so close. You hate. Behave yourself. You saved your health. All right, you got two or three. Dude, that was good, bro. That was good. He dislikes bikes. I'm like, that's a hard one. All right, give me three of those things. All right. Do the blue side. Gosh. Ready? Oh, let me know when you're ready. I'm just hoping that that high school T showed up today and not super sleuth because. (laughs) Right. I'm going to listen really intently. 
I can't look at him, but we're forced to look because that makes it even harder. Oh my gosh. How does this thing go no, in? No, no. Side, oh, yeah, side to side. It's yeah. the painful oh, way. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the painful way. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. All right. A rookie ridge across the way. I didn't turn that side. Rookie ridge across the way. Wilkin Ridge across the way. A broken bridge. A broken across bridge across the way. Across the way. Across, across the, the way. Lay. Day. Day. Okay. A broken bridge across, across the, the way. Hey, uh, you're so close. A broken they. bridge across the way. The way. The way. The way. Man. This hurt. A broken bridge. What does a ridge go over? Your yeah, ridge would go over a lake. A broken uh, bridge across a lake. Uh, hey, uh, hey. Oh man. You're, you're right. You are. Uh, what else do hey. bridges go uh, over? Uh, uh, a river. Uh, hey. Uh, a broken uh, bridge across Pink a Oakland Bay. <laughs> hey, a broken yes, bridge across, across the bay. Kids have proper manners. Pigs have, Pigs have proper manners. Okay, here we go. Time. Oh, I got two out of three, though. Tied up. Dude, Tied up. thank okay. you for the help there. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> okay, so the both got two. So we're going to go We're gonna go again. And How did I get that? How did I not get bay? <laughs> like a lake or a river? All right, we're going to go again. All right. Ready? All right, this is a my best friend Larry has a brother Harry. My best friend Larry has a brother Harry. Good job, good job. Okay. All the rainbows leak leprechauns. Something likes leprechauns. Lovely rainbows leak leprechauns. Lovely something leak leprechauns. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely rainbows leak leprechauns. Lovely rainbows leak leprechauns. Lovely. Lofty. Lovely. Lawfully. Lawfully? Lawfully? rainbows? Raw. Raw. Ba. Raw. Lawfully. Lawfully. Lovely. Lawfully? Something rainbows leak leprechauns. Um. Lively. Lawful. 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 of Something. Okay, hold on. Wobbly, wow. lovely wow. rainbows, leak leprechauns, wobbly. That one's so hard to do, dude. Wobbly, that wobbly. W. Okay, so you got I, one. I got one. You had W and Bs, right? Ws and Bs. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, bro. I was trying. Ah, right, you did good. Okay. All right, here we go. Peter took a campfire to straw. Peter took a campfire of straw. Peter took a vampire oh. to prom. Oh, Peter took a vampire to prom. I knew that. I knew that about Peter. Okay. <laughs> Babies wiggle nonstop. Babies wiggle nonstop. Very good. That's it. That's it. Yes. It that means Andrew is the victor. Dang it. You're eating the beans, bro. Dang it. <laughs> and I'm out of water, yes. too. Oh, I'm going to love this. Oh, look at that. To the rescue. Yeah. That was going. painful, though. But we all know that you to... can't drink the water to swallow them. you got to chew them and swallow them. Oh, I'm going to have to use this to wash the taste Well, out. Uh, while we're not going to do the spin, the, we're just going to give you 
three beans to pick from, and we're going to tell people the possibility that they might be. <sighs> and they're most likely all nasty. Which one you got there? I know, apparently. Uh, Let's because, go one at a time. So that's going to be... Because I've watched other people who have done this and got all good ones, and so... That seems to be what happens most of the time. There's like a bunch of just nasty ones left. Maybe um, maybe Dusty's discipline a little bit for his daughters <laughs> is to give them the nasty beans. <laughs> you guys are in trouble. So really, they're just good ones? We don't wash out your mouth with soap yeah, around nah. here. You eat nasty You're going for the beans. vomit bean You're today. getting the vomit bean. <laughs> all right, <sighs> so you go ahead and hold up the one that you're going to do, and we'll say what it might be. All right. The like, white one... It's like a strawberry banana. No, that's no, no. either birthday cake, oh. dirty dish water. Oh. Yeah, oh, dirt, or one. it's tutti fruity or stinky socks. Ooh. <laughs> Any of those great flavors. Praising the Lord right now. Praising the mm -hmm. Lord. That's birthday cake, man. Oh, see? Mm -hmm. oh. And those two colors are good-looking <laughs> colors, man. All right. Name it and claim it. I'll let you guys take these over to the sink because okay. I ain't touching them. Wash that nastiness. Yeah, I'm not touching them. <sighs> I think there's some slobber over here. So yeah. Danger, so. yeah. What color right. we got now? Orange. Orange one. Strawberry banana smoothie or dead fish? Oh, that's a bad one, dude. Dead fish is horrible. I've had dead fish dude, uh, candy canes in the past. Oh, 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 I didn't know they made those. Yeah, it's kind of the same situation, only they do it with candy canes. Oh, candy canes last much longer. All right, here we go. There's dead fish. Yes! Oh! <laughs> Get it! Oh, uh, vomit. Yeah. Then you'll have... Your next bean may be vomit, so don't vomit. Yeah, <laughs> don't probably get vomit. next. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Can't get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> Maybe the next one will help. Oh, that's Which horrible. This is the only person I've seen suffer yet. Oh, that's nasty. I <laughs> smell it. That is like just stop. <laughs> I'm gonna sit right next to y'all at church and just <laughs> smell this the whole time. That one's either peach or barf. Ooh, I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> barf, barf, barf. Peach. Peach. That's why I look at that's bubblegum. Oh. Ah. I'm thinking it's bubblegum. Maybe it's bubble barf. It's definitely not barf. Oh. Maybe you like the taste of barf. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've thrown up a few times in the past. All right. That was good. Well, oh. we had a good discussion. We had some fun. And as we say always, comb out your beard in the way that it should grow. And when it is long, it will not depart from it. Amen. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. God bless. This addition versus submission Sinners need forgiveness Surrender to his lordship Don't extort the grace he's given See I'm blessed by the one Yahweh All day I'm a wretched sinner Deserve hell for all ways